0: Okay, we are live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I have a very special guest, returning guest. His name is Sean McCann. If you listen to my show, you've heard his name before of and from the Wake the Dead podcast. Check it out. It's in the top 2% of all podcasts in the world. He does great interviews with some of my other guests as well, like uh, PSYOP Cinema, Brett and Tom, amongst others. So there's a lot of stuff that he does kind of independently. But... We've done a lot of shows on movie analysis, and one of our first shows was really a breakdown. I think it's the best breakdown of Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut. But I always kind of wanted to look through, and I know that this was based upon a book, Arthur Schnitzler. was called Traum Nobel, at least in the West. That's how it was marketed. But there was a production done in uh, Austria in 1969. So if you're watching this on video, you'll see Somebody did a side-by-side comparison. And we're going to play through that and comment on it. And then I have about 70 slides that I'm going to go through. His name was Matt Scoot. I'll put a link to this side-by-side comparison. Because I think it's it uh, gives you insight into some of the stuff that Stanley Kubrick was doing. And we have some conclusions. And it kind of look after reading through Schnitzler's stuff, made me admire Schnitzler more and Kubrick less, actually, at the end. I was kind of like... Uh, The kind of empty void of Eyes Wide Shut is a lot different than Tram Nobel, but we're going to talk more about that. So Sean McCann, welcome back to the show.
1: Hello. Uh, Thank you so much for having me again, and I'm always honored to be a guest on your show. Thank you. Excellent.
0: So for people who may not have heard, I mean, probably, well, there's only like one or two listeners out there who haven't heard your name. Maybe you can kind of talk about your background, interest in Eyes Wide Shut, and then kind of your analysis, maybe do an overview of Trom Nobel, Schnitzler, and okay. why uh why we get inside. I think it's real I think in my opinion, Eyes Wide Shut is Stanley Kubrick's masterpiece, his Magnum opus, his like final film, and an homage. And we've talked about this. There's just so much in that, but I think you can see a lot of influence from Schnitzler and Trom Nobel in that movie. Maybe you can talk about that as well.
1: Right on. <clears throat> uh, so uh I I'm a photographer, I went to photography school. And in doing so, I became enamored with Kubrick because Kubrick started as a photographer. Um, His father had a darkroom and showed him how to how to uh, print photography when he was like eight years old or something like that. And um, he became like his uh, career started from one photograph that he took on his way to school and it was uh the the day after fdr died and there's a picture of a the in the picture is a newsstand uh seller you know uh and he's like just sad and you can see it on his face and you can read the papers around him and it captures all the entire message and the feeling right there in one image and uh that got him hired at look magazine and then he started making his films and that was the beginning of like, so I was looking at Kubrick always because it seems as though like every, uh, every film that he does, if you pause it at any point, it's a perfect photograph, like the way that he frames it and the composition and, um, and then like learning more about how, uh, a tune he is to the elements in the photograph like with photography you you remove like with with painting you add to a blank white you add the color in but with photography you take the world and you remove out the pieces that do not fit into your composition so everything that's left in the frame means something it has like it's there for a reason so like i knew that when i look at kubrick's films and uh and i've seen the the years of people's dissection of them like you know people write books about him the people have like youtube is filled with people uh dissecting kubrick and um and so i i took my knowledge of everything that i've learned about the, the photographic process and the, and, uh, and I think like from the mind of a photographer, uh, somewhat in the, in the same way that Kubrick is, you know, he's been a photographer his whole career. and it just happens to be that he takes uh, millions of shots in a row and puts them together into a movie. You know, uh, He still treats it the same way and with uh, So when I, I'm looking at films from a slightly different way, Um, and like I, and also I've been down the rabbit holes of, of, uh, you know, understanding human slavery and mind control and all these things that we've been, that hopefully everybody's been learning in their own free time. And, uh, I put together that understanding with Eyes Wide Shut and, everybody always is like, ooh, you know, it's the secret cabal and ooh, you know, it's spooky, but they didn't really know why or, you know, and I was able to dissect it and bring it to, the, to our conscious understanding. And um, the real gist of it is that the movie is not about Bill, it's about Alice. And uh, the, the name Alice was chosen because of Alice in Wonderland. And we first see her between the two pillars in front of the looking glass. You know, it's um, he's loading it with symbolism and especially occult symbolism. And so I was able to, uh, to, to, to show that it's Alice in, in many forms. Alice is the goddess she takes the form of the goddess when she's in performs in the ritual. And uh, the stage where Alice is at is mother. And there's three stages of goddesses, maiden, mother, and crone. And this is like, we are seeing different stages in the, uh, so all of the women in this film, all of the hookers were bred from conception and uh and uh subjected to trauma uh scientific application of trauma trauma trauma-based mind control Uh, another term for that is satanic ritual abuse to turn them into uh complete total slaves and that's what alice is in this film we think that she's the wife of bill but the whole time she is a controlled slave by the cult and in that first scene between the pillars she drops her dress just like the women in the ritual because it's programmed into her that's how she takes her clothes off because so many years of this is how you do it right right foreshadowing it right yes the foreshadowing exactly and so that in that first shot we can see that she is the same as the maidens in the in the ritual and then that's why Ziegler invites her to the, to the parties every year and that's why when she comes in he's like alice bill alice you know and he's looking at her because she was one of his favorite hookers but now her new job is to make babies for the next generation of hookers she's one of the good ones so they're breeding her and the other ones that don't make the cut like mandy get destroyed and thrown to the wayside like Marilyn Monroe in real life. Um, So it all makes sense. And then the more that I've learned, the more it fits, you know, and it's not like I'm trying to make it fit. It's like I discover random other things and holy crap, it's this. And so I've been building this over years and somebody invited me to a, 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 Brandon Martin invited me to the seed four conference that he puts on these conferences and he invited me to speak and I was like, Well, I, I can talk about this. And so I kind of put it into a a narrative and I walked people through it and um I put that online for everybody to see. It's called Occult Kubrick and the Butterfly Net. And it's about three hours. That's the long version. Um and uh It basically describes everything. And now I've just recently discovered something new that is kind of a secret. I'm making a little project, but it totally confirms everything. The way that the movie is built, the reason it is so much time of, uh, like why it's two hours and 30 something minutes and why, uh, like, and I with this new revelation i can prove that nothing was cut from the film everybody thinks there's 20 minutes of child rape or whatever cut from the film but that's not true and i can prove it <laughs> and i will but, but wasn't
0: there like originally like the the public cut and then the director's cut yes the, all the orgy scenes or something
1: yeah they cut about there
0: were different cuts but the the allegation is that it went to warner brothers or whatever they freaked out and then they edited it and then he died right
1: right and i think i do believe that they killed him uh and it is um weird <laughs> in quotes but the he timing died. is
0: really suspicious i mean right
1: it's... 666 days before 2001
0: yeah very January, very strange 1. and also kind of like it was a grueling. I mean, it's one of the longest shoots in movie history, right? People right. know, right?
1: Guinness Book of World Records. It was like over two years of shooting, right. and that's another thing. The uh, he filmed with uh, VHS first. Like he would make them do the whole thing, have the whole setup, and get it all on VHS, and then he could play it back to the actors in the moment. And I heard a documentary with Sidney Pollack talking about this, where like they would shoot the scene and then he would sit down with Sidney and he would be like, Oh, you see how you like you moved your arm this way? That's good, you know. And then, but this also gives him a chance to time out exactly how long the lines take to be spoken, and he can build the structure of the film. Like I'm going to show everybody and it's going to be, it's going to blow people's minds, but I'm still working on that. So
0: that's just like a master at his work, right? And we've talked about this, like he overlaid so many different things. Classical art is a homage to his friends. He has Montale and D'Alessandro and his wife. Right. All interspersed throughout the film and his daughter too, right? References.
1: Yes. Um, So like right there on the screen in the lower portion, the eyes wide shut, those are all Christiane Kubrick's paintings. Uh, Kubrick's wife, and like pretty much every painting that's not like a historical paint, like the paintings in the ritual space and the paintings at Ziegler's home are the only ones that aren't, and the paintings at the coffee shop are the only ones that aren't Christiane. She did everything else. Um, Even in Ziegler's bathroom, that big painting of the pregnant woman, that's Christiane Kubrick. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, and the reference to his daughter is um, the Helena was modeled to look like the daughter in 2001, a space odyssey when um, Floyd calls home and he speaks to his little girl and she says she wants a Bush baby, which has much significance in the SRA world, like George HW Bush, his pedophilic practices. But in any case, uh, so she, that, it, uh that w- little girl is Vivian Kubrick. And Vivian Kubrick was supposed to do the music for Eyes Wide Shut. And while this was being filmed, she decided to go move to California and be a Scientologist. The cult stole Kubrick's daughter. And then in the film, Helena, who looks like Vivian gets stolen by the cult right right and then
0: there's a scene of like some kind of uh you know intercourse or something between i think Helena and a a naval officer too right which references oh uh, you know, yeah alice. right alice,
1: right alice and the naval officer exactly the scientology and the insanity of L. Ron Hubbard. He thought himself to be a sea captain and he had the sea org and he would wet, he'd dress in whites and all that. Um, oh, that's that, how
0: they called him, as Commodore. That was one of his names. That's so, what they called him on the boat.
1: Imagine the ego. I mean, it only makes oh. sense that he was a dark occultist. He's such an oh. egomaniac.
0: <laughs> Total egomaniac. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. but um, but that also references to a book that pretty much all British people know about. Um, like, but it fell out of favor in the sixties, but, um, it's, uh, it's titled where the rainbow ends. And that's a trigger word in this, in eyes wide shut that the, um, uh, the two models in quotes, the trauma-based mind controlled slave women that were at Ziegler's party who were trying to distract Bill while, um, Sandor Savos uh, SS the Hungarian is uh, courting Alice downstairs they're trying to remove him so that they can have their way with Alice because Alice is their favorite so that's why the the hookers are trying to distract Bill and keep her away from him Uh, but then he has to go see Mandy and the rest unfolds but uh,
0: right right <clears throat> so yeah so there's just all kinds of things going on um, <laughs> but do you want to just go through this there's no sure. um, audio there it's really just showing these comparisons right. between the child she's reading the book we were talking about that before the show she's reading the green book and then there's they all have red hair not so much emphasized maybe in trauma but definitely in eyes Wide Shut.
1: well in uh, in trauma in the the film version like when, when Mandy, in quotes, the other uh, uh, what's her name? Matri, uh, something D, whatever. Um, anyway, like she, her hair is like f- coming out and almost touching the floor. And that was mentioned in the book too, uh, the focus on her hair. Um, I don't remember if they, if, like, I know that not all the women had red hair in the book, Um Dream story that I read, like, I, I read the translation of dreams of Trom novel. It was translated in, like, I don't know, 19 something early, long time ago. But in any case, so these women are all this, like, um, Kubrick. This, this little side by side, it shows how the, the book, because, because the, the original Trom novel is, is very, uh, it sticks to the book, it doesn't really veer off in any direction. And um, so it's a good visual representation of uh, the elements that Kubrick kept from the book. And some of the the lines are exact, like what Red Cloak says to him and what the note says uh, to Friedelin when he goes back to the house and the, the guy puts the note through the gate. And it's... Um, and like what, uh, what uh, Mandy says at the ritual, like I am to redeem him, and all those lines are the same. Kubrick took them straight from the book, and even some of the, some of the lines that Alice says about uh, her dream, and how she wanted to laugh at him, but there are a couple elements like in the book, uh, Fredo Lynn who who was Bill. Gets crucified in her dream, and she laughs at him for not like he if he he's getting crucified for staying faithful and and uh, and not fornicating with some queen that wanted to some dark queen or whatever, and his punishment was crucifixion, and uh, his wife wanted to laugh at him for not you know fornicating and like that's why she woke up laughing and instead in eyes wide shut she wanted to laugh because uh she was in the arms of all those other men and like look how you know how silly you are for not understanding my sexuality and all this um but really bill is a jerk he's just he doesn't understand anything and he's just stumbling through all these encounters led by his libido just to have gratification, and um, he keeps encountering. And then, like when he doesn't get that gratification, it pushes him further to this next level of, like you know, where he finds himself finally at this uh, orgy, you know,
0: right. But Firdaulin in *Trom Novel* is much more interesting than Bill because he has a lot of internal dialogues. He's right. questioning things. He's asking questions. He's worried about his wife. Right. He has these interludes like. She's tell his wife is telling him about how this man kissed her hand, and that she almost left Frida Lynn to go off with her, mm. or go off with him, I should say. And then we see Frida Lynn going out to a uh, medical call, and he starts kissing all these women's hands and stuff like that. The same thing. He's pissed off about his wife. Yeah. Uh, so
1: there's another scene where, and- like, when he goes back to his practice after the night of debauchery and and then he sees one of his patients who's like a pretty young woman who when he was like taking her temperature or something she like pressed her breast against his face and like she obviously had a track and like and he looks at her with disgust he's like all women are the same because he's comparing her to like his wife who's like you know an adulteress in her dreams um it's really interesting how like in his in one way he's angry at women but then the other way and like he's almost trying to cheat on his wife as a punishment to you know um, and everything's just totally
0: sexually charged i think in both both films i mean much i think tron novell may be more but it's more overt because he talk about it and there's the kind of internal dialogue that's much more interesting that's what i think makes Freeland as a character more well-rounded than bill's bill like you said he just kind of is wandering step to step he's seeing things but the internal mind it's he's almost vapid in a way compared right.
1: to uh, blank right yeah, and right. it's like um well that goes to show that this movie eyes wide shut is more about alice and the women and that's where like our as viewers we are trying to figure out what's going on with these women Why? why is lily sobieski doing that like why you know why are these models like trying to bed him down like like that's what it seems to me uh he's trying to interest the viewer in the women and that's and that's the revelation at the end and um and the dark occult that he's depicting is like a babylonian ishtar cult um like Inanna, Ishtar, Kaibel, like that ancient goddess mystery cult,
0: right? Ancient uh, mystery religion is what what he runs into, right? Right,
1: right. And in <clears throat> in novell they are Catholic priests wearing cossacks and dressed like monks at the ritual. Like they they have domino mask, which is just like the zoro mask, you know, uh, just the black around the eyes. Um but it, it, like in eyes wide shut there's all the Freemason reference there's the mask with the triangle in the eye and there's a double-headed eagle chair and um you know it seems as though the witter
0: shins and all the occult stuff it's not in this uh Trom novel it's not as emphasized it's not just right. not there
1: the um in Trom novel they did have like an Italian monk singing or in the like there was some kind of italian uh catholic italian thing playing but it wasn't backwards so like um kubrick is emphasizing the wittershins like you said like the dark left-hand path and modern occultists will see that you know the the camera goes around the circle in a you know counterclockwise and left-hand path and um you know it, so it's more Emphasized Kubrick is emphasizing more of the Freemason uh,
0: ceremonial dark. magic, you know. Yes,
1: yes. And whereas the Lance, yeah. well, Trom it's the Catholic Church at that time and that forever. People have thought the Catholic Church has these inner orders of sex, ritual, cults, of you know, and we still they see have
0: tons it. of inner orders. There's like, yeah, there's order within order within order, right. <clears throat> Whether they're what they're doing, um, you know, perverse stuff is another question. I mean, I think,
1: well, I'm sure. <laughs> but, I mean, uh,
0: if you want to, like, a whole nother that, like,
1: show, we can keep talking while that plays behind. Um, uh, yeah, so, but the
0: other thing is, like, I think Trauma Bell is different too because it takes place during Mardi Gras, where Eyes oh, right. Wide Shit is over Christmas, right?
1: Yes, that's uh, that's important too because uh, Mardi Gras happens around in bulk. Which is Candle Mass, which is like another time, uh, like it's another occult holiday, uh, where it's like the birth of the sun, and um, it's similar to Christmas. But I think that the Christmas element relates to the Babylonian uh, religion because Nimrod's birthday was the twenty-fifth of December, and um, and also it uh, the uh, Christmas is the um is also the birth of the son, but uh, I just lost it. I'm sorry but a- anyway but this uh, is
0: like the same sequence literally him running into these men on the street right is the same as Nobel.
1: right. Oh I, I, I what I lost earlier is that Christmas was um, the sin not Cinderella but the Nutcracker is a Christmas uh ballet. And the daughter wants to stay up to see the Nutcracker, and she holds up the Nutcracker doll at the end. So um, uh, I think it has to, it relates to her being taken at Christmas uh, because of like their intent for her is to be ballet. To do the to do the, not all of them are models you know some of them some of them are ballet some of them are movie stars like whatever but that's her programming is getting <clears throat> nutcracker programming uh, and i think that that might relate to the christmas thing and i think also because people when they when it's a christmas movie they always put it on at christmas you know people even watch that um that that movie with the kid that wants to get the little the the bb gun you know and they even yeah, watch christmas that. story yeah, like, elf They watch all these different movies at Christmas. I think that that is intended for, like, maybe Kubrick knows that, and he wants us to watch this over and over again (laughs) to to pick up all the little pieces, you know? Because um, ever since VHS was possible, he's been making movies that are intended for us to watch over and over again. Like, we see like The Shining and uh, Full Metal Jacket, and those movies after that, point
0: 2001 who hasn't watched 2001 like five times
1: yeah 2001 he was making people come to the theater multiple times which is rare you know and people would dose they would take big doses of hallucinogens and go sit in the front row and like you know wait for the space scene at the end um he was he was really pushing the boundaries of how how we watch film
0: you know yeah, very much in hands-on detail too yes like, you would call certain venues and say, hey, you guys have this wrong. You have to take away the front row and put this in here like he was micromanaging. Right.
1: right. He micromanaged the posters, the font yeah. that the posters yeah. were written on. This door right here, this red the door. red,
0: red door, yep.
1: He sent somebody through New York for, like, months they were taking photographs of front doors
0: (laughs) and like this was it
1: yeah this is it and it was like such an important element for him uh the red door i don't know if it relates to the to see a red door i want it painted black like i don't know if it's from that line of the rolling stones but i I don't know why the red door but i mean maybe it's because of the red light of like you know like traditional uh, prostitutes have a red light. That's
0: right. That's right. It's definitely Europe. That's why they call them the red light district. Right. Right.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. And um, also in Eyes Wide Shut, there's the threat of HIV from Domino. And her name is Domino, which is the same name as the masks. You know, But anyway. um, So in the book, uh, Frieda Lynn had been coughed on by a little boy with diphtheria. And there was this running fear of like, maybe I'm sick. Maybe I'm going to die anyway. Maybe I should just do this now. And so like, I think that Kubrick took that and transmuted it into uh, HIV from the, the prostitute because he does kiss her. And in those days, people used to believe Fauci and Fauci said, you could get it from a cereal box. It's somebody you know, like all those lies that they used to tell us. And, and hiv was most likely created in a lab as a bioweapon and released on purpose and you know fauci all that stuff so you're probably gonna get this thrown off of youtube sorry (laughs) who cares
0: i'm not on youtube it's going to twitter and uh, rock and rockman all right sweet that's great so yeah i'm um, done i don't care about youtube i hope i hope it gets i hope the the main you know central executive offices get hit by a giant meteor i (laughs) I, I wouldn't care at all (laughs)
1: I'm, I'm with kidding. you, man. I'm <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, so eyes wide shut, straight, you know, that you do get the same vibe of him walking around. So Fridolin's walking around at night, he can't sleep, right? He says that, I'm no sleep again tonight, and just kind of things, but he runs into the same guy, right? In German, I think right. it is no.
1: Nightingale, right? Or something like Noctungal. Noctungal, yeah. Yeah, which is German for Nightingale, which is the same. Uh, And Kubrick emphasized Nightingale on purpose because that relates to the story Leonora. Wait, no, that's Fidelio. It relates to a story that Ovid wrote about in his book Metamorphosis, where... um, a uh, young maiden uh, is traumatized through violent abuse and torture and rape, and um, uh, and she prays to the gods to be turned into a nightingale to escape certain death by this dude who's come to kill her. And so, like that, every time in like all of all of art ever since then it like a nightingale relates to a uh, like a sad lament, sorrowful uh, lament of tragedy and violence as well as sexual, but sexual violence. And so uh, Schnitzler knew that he put that in the book um, and Kubrick recognized that and continued it. And then he even has, Sandor Savos, the Hungarian talk uh, talk to when there's this like string of light coming from his mouth to her ear in the background. It's like he's speaking right. the the spell to Alice's ear and he asks her, "Have you read Ovid, Book of right. Life, whatever, and that's *Ars Armatoria, which is Ovid's other famous book. He even mentions Ovid. So like, And then, like, Metamorphosis. those are
0: classical Uh,
1: love romance books, though. So
0: back in the – I think those were – Ovid was well-read, I think, in the Roman times, if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah. Ours, Armatoria, was a three-piece set. And the first one was for gentlemen, like how to catch a woman. Second one was how to keep a woman. And the third one was for women to inspire them to try new ways of sex one of the things that was emphasized is for young for young women to to, to try lovers of all different ages and i think that's what he was getting at when he was because he's an old man the xandor you know and he's like talking about and then she mentions like oh you know um he was you know, put someplace not very with a very bad climate, and he, you know, oh, but he had a lot of fun first, right? So um that, like that, right there, makes us think of Ovid, and then you think Ovid's famous books are this Ars Amatoria, but also Metamorphosis, and Metamorphosis relates to the butterfly, which relates to Alice's butterfly wings when we first see her, and. The MK Ultra slaves are monarch slaves. You know this. Oh, it goes pretty deep. Like, and also you're you're talking about how he's just like walking through, and like he's like following his libido. Like he just um, wants the satisfaction uh, and to be gratified. And um, like, I looking this up and uh, learning about it turns out that schnitzler and freud were doppelgangers (laughs) they lived in the same city they went to the same school they studied under the same teachers and uh they eventually became friends later in life they didn't know about each other's work and they wrote two books that were almost identical (laughs) i mean it's it's like whoa and schnitzler was famous in his day and freud was like almost unknown or whatever and uh a lot of the ideas that freud and freud even said that um that uh it's amazing that schnitzler came to the same conclusions that he did by just writing and no practice of like being like a like a psycho. Psychologist. Alex, Although right.
0: he had a medical medical degree from I think a good university.
1: Right. Yeah. He was so Schnitzler was like Friedelin, was a doctor during the day and uh like a playboy by night. You know, he he visited uh prostitutes from the age of 15. <laughs> like Schnitzler was and he wrote like this Trom is not the only story. He wrote another one um The Round uh, where it's just, like, pre-coital, uh, like, pre- and post-coital conversations where, like, you know, two people would fornicate and then one of them would go fornicate with another and then, then that one would go fornicate with another. It goes through, like, these eight couples or whatever. And it was a play that was put on for, like, two days and it was shut down by the police. And, like, he was labeled, a, like, a pornographer, you know. Um, but, like, he was he was looking at the same thing that freud was looking at and he was coming to the same conclusions and was like in the same time it's really odd and uh freud even said that he was afraid to meet him like he some some like he was afraid it made him shy to meet his doppelganger because he he would wonder what that would mean for his own identity you know it's very interesting to. Learn
0: about it is that. yeah the nazis hated schnitzler he was part of the book burnings and stuff like that. Right when the Anschluss happened, I think 1933. I don't remember. 1938 is when I think the Nazis rolled into Vienna. Right. Schnitzler died in 31.
1: Okay, but um, so uh, Schnitzler was had created these these works, and um, they're basically saying the same like Friedelin is struggling with his id and his superego and like the subconscious and these drives that he has and that's like what's propelling him down the street and going to this place you know with the with, with the rituals um it's it's interesting that uh and they didn't even they they never uh met or corresponded in uh freud and schnitzler until 1906 <laughs> And then, like later, they became good friends in like nineteen twenties or something. Um, but yeah, see, so look at the look at the yeah, look at the these dress. cloaks, like They're the cardinal.
0: Isn't that an executioner's dress, or is that a Catholic
1: thing? I, I think know. that's Catholic cardinal. I think cardinal, that's yeah. Catholic. And cardinal.
0: there's the little girl. So she's the same as the Sobieski yes character. I wonder why Kubrick chose to have two Japanese guys in drag. Instead of what yeah. Traum Novel had. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, that. really weird. But right? we do find that the girl is at the Eyes Wide Shut party in Traum Novel. Like she's clearly there. So is Freudlin's wife too, right?
1: Right. They're yeah. Both uh, they're both Freedlin
0: overtly, in... they're both overtly seen. So they're not it's not suggested or intimated. They're there.
1: Right? Yes. When the da- like when Friedelin is walking through the uh, ritual uh space. <clears throat> There he bumps into his wife who's right. there. She's wearing a domino mask, but it's her. And he's like, huh? And then he sees this other girl that he gets enamored with who eventually is, is the Mandy character. Um, but he did see her. I don't remember if he saw the, the this young girl, but um, they both said that he needs an ermine cloak. Right. In the book... She says you need an ermine cloak, and in Eyes Wide Shut, if you have the uh, subtitle or the the yeah, I'll show that in the once we get to the slides, I'll show all that. Okay, and uh, that relates to uh, royalty, and uh, yeah, so and you notice that the Japanese guy does have the same color red skivvies, like his underwear, and like this cloak next to him is the same color red. So he's surrounded by that red, even though he's like naked almost. So Kubrick is still using the same red as the Cardinal uh, theme. Right. And the Cardinal red is the pool table and the carpet and their door. uh, The
0: red is all in the the downward thing with the Tesseract when he's going downstairs to see it's all red.
1: Yeah, with the mirrors on the wall, red walls with mirrors. Yeah, totally. What's up with this girl
0: and all the beauty marks? Do you you figure that? I couldn't figure out why she had so many dots on her face.
1: I think it maybe it's because of the time, uh, because they would put a fake one on there. Because remember, like, um, Barry Lyndon Kubrick's other film, uh, they would paint their faces white and they put put beauty marks. It's really silly, if you ask me. But, um, yeah, so the girl is the same, uh, where and the same thing at the end where he, uh, Frida Lynn. Uh, actually in the book Friedelin is trying to save the young girl he's like hey you said she's crazy he comes back the next day when he's returning his cloak and his you know costume he says to her hey that young lady that you had you said she's crazy and by the looks of what uh, what I witnessed yeah she's probably crazy i think we should bring her to a doctor and the guy was like oh yeah and you want to be in charge of her right like because basically that, he was trying to like elbow in or something. Right. Right. <laughs> and then after when he's like, when he's leaving, he says, uh, Oh, you, if, if you ever want anything else, it needn't be a costume. That's also in the book. So where the guy offers his in quotes daughter, which is not, really his, no, is. So. which is not really his daughter. Um, that, you know, like that, um, that is the same, the same exact line from the book needn't be a costume so like the prostitution of the young girl is carried over into eyes wide shut right and, crazy
0: and 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 you can just see how much effort kubrick did for the ritual setting like it's much more curious and interesting than what was in this trial nobel this
1: right yeah he had um he used the um uh, a house that was built by the rothschilds mentmore towers and which also happened to be the first portrait gallery on the planet <laughs> and then he hangs portraits in there i don't know if they came from the original mentmore towers or if kubrick chose them but then the portrait theme is uh, is brought up again with the red pool table in the billiard room and the portraits on the wall are the same as the people on the balcony over the carpet. And we see the tricorn hat is in the portrait above the fireplace at Ziegler's house, which shows Ziegler's ancestor, Uh, Ziegler's ancestor's mask wore the tricorner hat mask. And it's the same going through generations. And then if we look at the portraits, we see that they don't have masks on you know, who are these portraits? And uh, also, there's another point where he's walking through ritual space, there's a big portrait, it looks like maybe the master of the house, he's got his head on his right hand, and he's watching as everybody's fornicating in the room. And, uh, and the, like the uh, very ornate, like uh, part of the wall, it, like it's the, uh, the frame is the wall, basically, it's so ornate like it makes us look at this huge portrait as he's walking into the room and then above his head are some heraldic shields and then a balcony with people on a balcony so it's like showing a kubrick is like laying it visually that the people in the portraits are the people behind the masks the same families and uh they are revealed in Ziegler's big billiard room um uh, and that, that doesn't happen in Tromnaville like this. Right. Right. Like Kubrick. Was and this put, is, oh. this,
0: uh, visual is the young girl from the costume shop. She's clearly at the, Oh
1: party. yeah. yeah that's her. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. She's really
0: short. not overtly seen in, in the, uh, eyes wide shut version.
1: Right. And eyes wide shut. We don't actually see Alice at the party. Uh, but the way that she drops her dress is the same as the way that the women drop their dress in the ritual. So that whole thing is related in that one that one move that she makes with the black dress. And uh, I think it's all fuzzed out. I don't know if there's actual nudity, so it's okay. Um, but in any case, like in the book, he doesn't actually take off his mask. In Eyes Wide Shut, he does. Right, right. So... um, The
0: confrontation's different, right?
1: Right. And uh, so, but she does say, I'm ready to redeem him. And, you know, you're taking on with this. And uh, in the book, she takes off her mask and all her clothes. And he sees her body, but he doesn't get to see her face still. Because then they take her away, you know. Right. so, like, there's that. There's that still where he didn't see the face, and this dream is, this dream is the same, and this sure. is the one where he gets crucified, um, which is way worse <laughs> than what's happening in uh, Alice's dream. You know, uh, he's right, be- But the
0: whole, the whole trick is that they've just returned from the ball, all of them together, Friddlin and his wife and. Dylan yeah. I was right, because they were all there.
1: Right. And that, so
0: she's that's the whole thing about the dream novel and the dream theme, which seems more emphasized in *Trombone Bell*. Is like what's real and what's a dream? Like you kind of like right can't figure it out. So,
1: and like Freud was big in the dream analysis. Yeah. yeah, he wrote
0: a whole book on it. That was one of his big things. It's actually biblical, believe it or not. Kind of goes back to the Old Testament. Really. You know. Yeah, like uh, it was during. And the Jews, I think it was Joseph, the coat of many colors, was kicked to Egypt by his brothers. He became kind of like an like a, a advisor to the pharaoh, and then the pharaoh had a dream. And the only person able to interpret it was Joseph.
1: All right.
0: And that was about a drought that was coming. So Joseph advised the pharaoh set aside certain amounts of water and grain because of drought because of the drought or something and then it was true so it was a dream analysis wow and then i think it was the same thing happened daniel and nebuchadnezzar i think there was a dream he had right and daniel was able to interpret the dream so yeah the the statue with the jewish old testament tree yeah
1: right the feet of clay and then the head of gold and that whole statue right that's very interesting and that like that lends itself like kubrick i mean a dream story it uh kubrick has so much to work with with this like uh it's such a loaded story and uh he, like everybody can relate to like having desires and wanting to look beyond the marriage and like, or whatever, you know, having past experiences and like being fully in, in love and, but not love, in lust, you know, and these type of ideas that we, we can all relate to. Um, and Kubrick can layer in all the other stuff from his other movies that, I mean, there are a lot of elements in Eyes Wide Shut that were, also taken not from Trom Novell, but from oh, there's the green book, right? Okay, so please yeah. hold it here. Like, so, like, there's many other films, like, uh, uh Clockwork Orange is brought into Eyes Wide Shut. The there's an end scene in Clockwork Orange where it's got a billiard table and there's there's a guy playing with red snooker balls, he's like tossing them across. So, the red of the ball is the same cardinal red. As the pool table in Eyes Wide Shut, and then there's a guy that's looking at the painting on the wall behind, and there's like a goddess in the painting, and then like on the on the pool table are big speakers that are playing Beethoven, and Fidelio is a Beethoven opera, and like Beethoven is what makes Alex go crazy in you know in uh, Clockwork Orange. And then the elements of the paintings were taken from Lolita when the very, the beginning scene, when Humbert murders Quilty, Quilty like crawls upstairs and then he hides behind a portrait. And then the gun shoots through the portrait to kill the elite rich guy that's hiding behind the portraits, you know? Um, So Kubrick is able to use those other films to reveal to us what's actually happening in eyes wide shut. Like he's, it's as if he's got this deck of cards of the, all these non submersible units that he's created in the past. And then he can use them to emphasize. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And in this here, Tromnavel, you see, she's reading a green book and she's there with her um, mistress, like the nurse nurse lady. Um, And if you see uh it's kind of obscured by the line but it's no problem but on the on the kitchen table so this the kitchen table also this scene with Alice and Helena having breakfast and Helena watching cartoons that scene is a mirror of the shining when Danny is having a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and his mom is reading uh one flu or, uh, not Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, it, what What was she reading? She was reading the Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> Another like heavy symbol, symbolic. Um, but then he's watching Roadrunner cartoons. And so this, we have Helena having at the table with Mother the same as danny so that relates danny to helena and the abuse that danny was was getting same similar to what helena is getting and then if you look at the cartoon that she's watching she's watching bugs bunny which also relates to the shining because he was called doc because that's what bugs bunny called everybody what's up doc you know that was another like throwback to the shining and then if you look he's reading a green book like on the TV, like Bugs Bunny's okay. reading a green book, and then above the daughter is reading a green book, and then if you see right in the foreground, all the way in the front on the on the breakfast table, is a green book, and it's flipped over so the back you don't see the cover. All you see is that color green, and it's like reflecting uh, Helena's um, bathrobe. And if you look up close on the spine, it says how the Grinch stole Christmas. That's the book,
0: right? It's a Dr. seuss book.
1: Yeah, that's right. Crazy. And Crazy. that's foreshadowing of Helena herself being stolen at the end of the film. Like that is a huge element that, I mean, it's not overt. Some people don't really think of Helena getting stolen at the end, but, um, it it's it's she obvious. He walks
0: off with the two guys from the very beginning intro sequence, right? Uh, that are underneath the statue of like, um, what is it? Uh, uh,
1: psyche or something. Psyche, like that. yes, uh, yes. Uh, uh, so that is that's told to us from a very a fun and informative documentary titled Room Two Three Seven, and there's a gentleman, John Fell Ryan who is the one who talks about how Helena gets stolen at the end. And it like hit me like lightning when I heard that. And I was like, whoa. And then I look at the rest and then I recognize that the monarch children are like they use the the children of monarch slaves uh, as the next generation. And then it all fit, you know. Um, but in any case, like this, the element of her being stolen at the end was added by Kubrick that was not in Novell. in the end of Tromnavel, um, uh, uh and, uh, God, I forget his wife's name. Anastasia.
0: It starts with an, it starts with an A, right? It's right. like Antoinette right. or something. Up, right? Yeah. Yeah. I forget.
1: But, um, he and his wife are reconciled in love and it's a wonderful heartfelt like, um, You know, it's a it's it's a positive, right? It's a positive
0: bookend, and they resolve a lot of stuff and come back together. Yes, eyes wide
1: shut, right? And you even hear the little girl playing in the other room as they're talking their love to each other again. And in eyes wide shut, the little girl is not there. Like they are looking at each other for many minutes talking close to, like, nose to nose while the daughter is lost in this crowded store, you know, Um, as they pushed her away down the aisle towards those gentlemen, you know, and there's uh, there's also a thug, which, like, um, John, them, right? yeah. Yeah, John John Ryan doesn't bring up the thug. I don't know if he noticed it or not, but there's this guy following them in the toy store, and then he walks down the aisle behind the same aisle where um they push helena so once helena turns the corner that thug is going to be there right? right and that's like where the old men were walking too. like um and we see him many times like uh, i talk about it in my presentation from a couple years ago uh and
0: then this ver- the version of finding like the death the death of the one in traum novelle she's like a baroness or something like she's like a member of the elite and in Eyes Wide Shut, she's kind of like just a either a prostitute. I forgot what her job was, but she wasn't.
1: She uh, was yeah. a model, like or she would like fashion industry. She was in with this guy um, who had the same name, uh, Vitali. Uh, uh. Leon Vitali. Leon Vitali, right? In the newspaper clipping. Leon Vitali is Kubrick's good friend who actually played Lord Bullingdon in Barry Lyndon, uh, the teenage stepson or whatever. And he's worked with Kubrick in all his other movies since. And uh, and, and was uh, the
0: voice of the uh, ritual guy in Eyes Wide Shut, right?
1: Yes. He, Come forth. he played the guy with the gold mask in the red cloak. Yeah, that's right. And with that, like, very British accent. Uh and uh so like the leon Vitali in the newspaper clipping was a fashion magnate or like big guy in the fashion industry and uh she used to do dances for him and like she was his girlfriend and whatnot and um you know she had lost a beauty contest or something and she tried to make it in the fashion world and got addicted to to drugs, you know, and speedball. <laughs> uh, but of course, the people who bring opium and well, uh, heroin and coke are the same people that that run the dark occult. You know, if you look at like the the British uh, opium wars, you know, they've run the the opium ever since and what we do in Afghanistan and Vietnam, we've been owning the opium production and the same thing with cocaine. Like we're like this, uh, we're bringing it up from South America and it's uh, like deep state. And if you know that about the dark cult, that those deep state figures uh, are dark occult, you know, it's all the same. It's, it's one big, Evil stew, <laughs> Lots yeah, of yeah.
0: Evil stew is a good, uh, good way to put it.
1: <clears throat> yeah,
0: I mean, a lot of those guys went into politics with all the money they made from drugs and stuff. yeah Yale was built on the opium trade, exactly. So, like the whole the thing was just like vicious. It's hard to believe, but some of those early wasp families in New England were involved in the opium trade in China and made millions just right. you know, smuggling right. opium from India into China. Right, uh, was not not even caring about all the wreckage. And China was just until Mao, it was just replete with opium dens and all kinds. Right. And even in the states too, you could go to opium dens. But
1: well, if you savage. if you can stupefy your enemy on drugs, then you have an advantage over them. I mean, look at what they did to us in the '60s. You know, oh. they stupefied a generation. You know, um, not to say those drugs are bad. I mean, you know, people do with with them. It's a tool people do with them. A good thing or a bad, you know, whatever. But the like the mind controllers of society push those drugs on different populations on purpose. No doubt. Know? And no doubt. currently we have fentanyl from China replacing the the opium. They they can make it in a lab. They don't have to dominate any foreign countries like we can just leave afghanistan who cares F afghanistan you know we can go to china and get this stuff now and um and also instead of cocaine now it's uh crystal meth which also can be made in a lab which is like way worse like it's so i mean they just cranked it up and now they got car fentanyl and like these other fentanyls that are like like exponentially worse, and the way the junkie's mind works, if one of their friends dies of of an overdose, they're like, "Ooh, that's the good batch," and they go try to seek out the same drugs that he wow. from, because it must be more pure than the stuff that I get. You that's know? crazy. That's, that's how they crazy. think. Yeah.
0: The intro to Nobel has this, which I don't remember: dreaming and waking, truth and lie, flow into one another. Security exists nowhere. Schnitzer hmm. from his other book Paracelsus, hmm. it's
1: pretty interesting. Yeah, that fear of underlying fear of like not knowing the other, what their internal thoughts are. You know what they really want. Like uh, in the beginning of Eyes Wide Shut, like they're having that argument when after they smoke cannabis, and he's like, "Women just don't think like that." You know, he's, he's just showing his like retardism. Well, I mean, his lack of understanding of really what like human mind at all. Like, um, women are human too, like they have desires but he just imagines that they don't. And like you know, and then he also says, I would never cheat on you because you're my wife and blah. And then he goes like trying to pursue trying to cheat on her for the rest of the the, the right, night.
0: But coming real close, like taking right. it right up to the edge.
1: Yeah and so obviously they don't know each other and they uh the only thing they do have in common is their sexual attraction that's how she controls him in the end and really a lot of those mk ultra women are used in uh deep state to control people with sex and, and with blackmail and you know we've I mean just read Bryce Taylor's book uh, or Kathy O'Brien's books or you know um they are used in operations to bring messages to others to control the enemy uh even in the the formal MKUltra we had uh Midnight Climax where they were using hookers to uh to drug um their their johns or whatever uh and they could they were seeing how they could manipulate and what they could do with these new tools these psychological tools like lsd and scopolamine and you know these other drugs they would make these concoctions and try to you know and
0: without informed consent on unwitting victims too which is also really crazy and look at the
1: the BZ and the other stuff that they created for the soldiers like that the uh, Jacob's Ladder movie—that's right, right. reality. They they actually tested this BZ stuff on soldiers, and they ended up killing each other, like they just, because they were looking for a way to control minds. You know, now, I mean, and really, mind control—this trauma-based mind control—they have achieved controlling people's minds, but they want to be able to get it on everybody. So they give us all.
0: All I have. They, I mean, the COVID was a perfect example of mass hypnosis. Yeah. Mass hypnosis. Like you uh, get people away from everybody. You yeah. give them one, one solution. There's no alternatives. Right. You cut what? off other, other solutions through censorship and then call it. That's their misinformation. So you right. put people in a suggestible, suggestible state. it's all intentional.
1: Right. And you lead them down the primrose path of like, this makes sense. Of course, this makes sense. Yeah, of course, uh, kerosene melts steel beams. You know, yeah, they, you choose the lie because it's easier. You don't want, like, yeah. you know, that's expressed in oh. Eyes Wide Shut, too, with, with Ziggler. No question. No right, question. Yeah.
0: Right at the end, right? Yeah. Much different ending in, in Eyes Wide Shut than Traum Nobel. Much different, different intro, too, because if people are watching this on Rockfin, they, insinuate that the night before they were doing something weird too because uh fridolin tells his wife after you disappeared with those two mass dominoes in red and it's like they were doing something else so this is right. part of some kind of weird pattern that they're involved in which is not something as overt and you know, eyes wide shut
1: well i mean i think that maybe that's what kubrick expands into Ziegler's party like I think that's right, what right. Ziegler's party is for this, is if the story started after Ziegler's party in Tromneville. Because Ziegler's not Ziegler is not in Tromneville. And right. Ziegler means builder, which means Freemason, right. right? Freemason, right? Yeah. So like and the Zandor Sandor Savos is not there, which right. SS, and he's Hungarian. Like I think that's significant. Um And, like, so, like, there's the elements, and we can tell from Kubrick's other works, like, the elements that are changed from the book are something significant. Like, Kubrick changes them on purpose. So, he gives us these other, like, if you see he's at the chair, like, um, Jack in The Shining, he's at the chair typing away, and there's a chair behind him you know, like as if there's a ghost sitting in the chair telling him what to write, you know. And and then Wendy walks in and she breaks his concentration. Then he yells at her for breaking his concentration. And then the chair's not behind him anymore, you know. uh, For uh, regular viewers, they're like, oh, that's just a continuity error. But to me, it's like, oh, the ghost isn't there anymore because she walked in, you know, and now he doesn't have the connection to the ghost telling him what to write anymore. And that's why he's really mad, like So Kubrick is using that chair to signify an invisible person sitting, you know, like, uh, well, at least that's how I interpret. So I'll give you that caveat, but I believe that all those things are on purpose. Like he spent two years filming eyes, wide shut and he did it all on VHS before he even laid any of it on film. So he knows every scene, every frame, like nothing's by accident.
0: No, no way. No way. And here she's telling him, like, oh, I would give every everything away to just be with this young thing. So the whole Danish theme is totally extracted from Eyes Wide Shut. The Danish theme that is in Tram Nobel, which is actually the password, is Danemark. But right. it's like her alternate lover, too. So there's this kind of um, unusual kind of internal connection between their kind of squabbling and her her... Erotic dreams, and then the password into this like uh, eyes wide shut party where she's at. So like right. she knows so, like why is it Denmark? Because that's the password I need to get into this eyes wide shut party too, right? So maybe she's like actually what she's really fantasizing about is getting back to the sex party, right? Not to their actually Danish guy. So it kind of kind of once yeah. the you get to the end of the narrative, it's kind of like oh, what do you really think? And then they agree to tell each other these stories, so they're sharing their most open you know ideas and like her boyfriend that she's dreaming about is this sweet delightful young person yeah. oh they're looking All at a woman of the same
1: this painting i think might have some significance this is the only painting and that was in the book too i'm glad that you got a frame with this painting in it because there's the art game of eyes wide shut that i was talking about earlier with the paintings and portraits um uh, that looks like St. George to me. If you ask me, uh, the, the Templar Knight, the patron saint of England. Um, I know this is a German production and whatever, but uh, that relates in my mind to the book um, Where the Rainbow Ends. St. George is a major character who like, shows up, just in times of need to save the little characters, and one of the little the little kid wanted to grow up to be a naval officer. Um, so it's kind of an interweaving web. Uh, right. Yeah, sorry, I just saw sorry. It. It's just
0: interesting. Like he then this is he runs into the woman. His father died, and like so, there's this kind of connection between death and lust. Like she's totally after him, and then he kisses her hand when his wife had said this. You know. Uh, officer from Denmark kissed my hand, so now he's like just left his wife and he's like putting the the moves on some other woman. The death, it's interesting the you caught that.
1: Yeah. I didn't notice that before. Yeah, that's
0: no, it's weird. like, and then she says she loves him, like they have this yeah. like very intense romantic thing. And sometimes it's like an interesting thing because sometimes that's when these things happen, like in people die or at marriages or something like that. So some relationships grow from out of those because people realize, you know, it's such a, a peak moment or something like that. Right. I've heard yeah. of these old story, people meeting in marriages or even funerals, which is a very strange part of the yeah. human condition because people see their mortality. Huh. Yeah. But yeah. then he talks about. Drugs, dying, oh,
1: yeah. oh, right. Yeah. She dies of morphine in the, in the book and in the, this film and, in the other one, in Eyes Wide Shut, she dies of speedball, which is heroin and coke, which heroin is, like, more refined morphine and cocaine, too, like, so, like, that, um, but if you look at, like, Marilyn Monroe died of overdose of drugs that was, like, forced to, yeah, yeah like, through her colon instead of through her stomach and stuff. Like there was nothing in her stomach. like She couldn't have actually killed herself the way that they, but they covered all that up. They even stole her organs. Like I learned that from Julia. Oh, Uh, really? Yeah, Julia, our our, our mutual friend, the Cosmic Peach podcast. Um, They stole her organs, like just like JFK, so that you can't prove with the evidence of the body, you know, uh, how she died. So, and that's, so the way that Marilyn died is the same as the way that Mandy dies. Uh, You know, it's plausible that it could be an overdose and we choose to think that because the implications of her being murdered is much too scary, you know, but Frida Lynn confronts that like, oh, maybe it was on purpose, you know. Uh, Yeah, there's Domino. uh,
0: There's Domino. So this is it. But they i mean, this Mit—I think Mitzi is the name of the girl in *Trom Novel*. So she undresses, and mm-hmm. he's like claiming like he's had like close to people, never saw them again. either, so he has these kind of intense romantic events, and then he just never sees people again. It's very curious, right?
1: And that goes along with the psychoanalysis, like the way that people yeah. think and trying to like express how like intense emotions can come like in a moment and and then it fades quickly you know um,
0: and then this is him kissing her hand again so he kisses the girl who says he loves him hand and the prostitute's hand and his wife had done just said she did the same thing so and then it's like another night without sleep I have no home outcast so then <laughs> there's the men they run into him there's, a, there's news of a masquerade ball and then Noctigal nightingale he runs into interesting conversation Secret right. event, invited guests, private circle. So that's the suggestion. Then there's the mask and mask rentals, which is much different than this. And we saw this earlier, but right, strange dress, costumes with the young girl.
1: Yeah, she you looks look like this gentleman too. an ermine
0: mantle and a red silk jerkin.
1: Right, so ermine. Right, mm-hmm. and like the way that she's dressed, she's got those those big puff balls on her, like like she's a doll. You know like yeah and um the way that lily soblieski is made up with all that makeup similar like it's like a doll face you know yeah that's weird
0: so denmark is the password and then there's the girl from the, the show but it's weird too because he's part of kind of like a convoy to the party so when he's on the horse and carriage like there's other females being transported that he sees Yes. That's the same girl, and then there's his wife. Right. She says, Are you surprised? <laughs> and then he's told he can leave, and then there's a stand in. He redeems him, and then she they undress her, and then who knows what happens. Right. There's the nightmare. Albertine, that's her name. That's the wife's name. Right,
1: right. And uh, so the Denmark, I don't know if that relates to the Shakespeare. Uh maybe and how that whole thing because there's like uh um what's the there's in the coffee shop of eyes wide shut when he's reading the paper he passes by this pre-raphaelite painting of ophelia drowning <laughs> herself and i wonder if that relates to the shakespeare too uh, i don't know
0: yeah perhaps and then they are like this. You must have dreamt it, so it's like the mind control thing at the end. Ziegler does to Bill, the mask guy does in Trauma Novell. What scene? You must have dreamt it, and you have no <laughs> ideas. So you know, you're right. And then the Barry, Baroness Dubieski is the one. She has red hair. He has a an attachment to her, whereas it seems like Bill doesn't have that attachment to the girl. Who I, died, or...
1: It seems like he does in his face, like he's like the, you know, the weight of it hits him but in in this like and in the book he puts his fingers in with hers and then the guy that's showing him the body is like what are you doing (laughs) i (laughs) trust i where they didn't have that in
0: in we'll look at that that again and then the mask is on his pillow just like the mask ends up on bill's pillow and then they kind of reconcile reconcile i should say when i told you my dream i wanted to ask you more or less the same no dream is entirely a dream I think we should be grateful to fate for getting away safely from all these adventures, hmm. from the real ones and from those we dreamed about, dreamt about. So we're awake. So they're awake now. So their ending is much more positive, and he's kind of in a passive situation to his wife. So he's reconciled himself to her. So I kind right. of saw the way that it was finished by um, the author as much more positive. Eyes wide shut is totally grim, nihilistic, and like <laughs> right. Crazy. yeah it ends
1: on the f word right yeah yeah and um, but this a lot of these lines are the same alice says the same thing we're awake now and i'm glad that we should be grateful for surviving all of our adventures you know um and i think that she's also saying to him like we should be grateful that we survive even though Helen is gone you know what I mean? I think she's telling him in that moment, too. And I think the reason she was crying so much when he tells her everything, because he was told by Red Cloak, don't tell this to anyone. And then he goes and blub- blubbers it to his wife two days later. And she's crying, you know, because she realizes now her, their whole illusion is gone and they're going to take Helena. And then in that moment, she says, we have to go to the toy store. Helen is expecting us to take her Christmas shopping. And so like it's, it's Alice that is doing it. Alice is like, yep. Okay. We're going to the toy store now. And then the thug is at the toy store waiting. And then they go over to the teddy bears and then they go over to the stuffed lions or, you know, um, the, the domino hat on her bed. And that, you know, um, so like, uh it it builds and builds to this it's where we can see at the end uh in the toy store which wasn't in the book uh she like we see the element of the doll the barbie doll marilyn monroe and gentlemen prefer blondes and the nutcracker and the ballet and the the nutcracker was the first ballet which had children in it (laughs) so it is famous to be played every christmas and with that ballet schools have a revolving door every year they have new victims to abuse you know and people that have a predilection for children end up working at these ballets and i have a show which will be coming out soon with nix nyx uh she's got a she does work and she does research and stuff. And uh, she, we talked about pink ballets where ballets would be uh, like a traveling brothel. And mm-hmm. the women that are in the ballet are hookers at night. Wow. And, um, and it goes the same with the children of the, the Nutcracker. And ballets are famous for that and people like and there was this uh, we talk about it in the show i don't have the notes in front of me but there were troquer trocare or whatever in france there was this big scandal and it was like the perfumo scandal you know uh with these ballets of these prostitutes and like uh elite rich like elites were uh, taking the women and you know using those women just like Epstein, you know, this whole thing. But uh I think that like the ballet is important element. And then we see Helena is wearing a tutu in the first moment, then we see her. She's got butterfly wings, white ones, you know. And the story of the nutcracker, the little girl goes to a imaginary world just like Over the Rainbow or just like Down the Rabbit Hole, or these other books that are um Programs for mind control, like the SRA programmers use Alice in Wonderland and, you know, the these types of books as a program for structuring the internal mind of the split dissociation uh, personalities, if you will, parts, I guess. And that way they can bring them up through hypnosis and use them like Manchurian candidate, you know, give them instructions. And then the front personality doesn't even know what those instructions are. Um, That is what these that's why Alice is doing. She's saying we got to bring her to the toy store, even though she's crying. Her internal is crying, but her mouth is saying we got to go give Helena to the cult. You know, uh, because she's in every scene of this movie, she's following her programming and she does the grooming of the little girl. She's grooming the upside down stars into her red hair with the literally grooming her. Um, There's like a lot of stuff that we see that is like uh, that is relevant to the upbringing of a trauma based mind control victim where in their front personality, it's a great family, everything's fine, but then, like, they get woken up at night and brought to these places and sold off to these men, and, like, and then they're put in their bed, and then they don't remember it, and it's all, you know, and it it doesn't bubble out until they're, like, 30 years old and they have to get murdered at 27 or whatever.
0: Sean, I'm pretty much done. Is there anything you'd like to add? Anything I missed? Anything you want to add? Leave the audience before. We oh
1: no! I, I think we like put a lot into it, and um, the uh, the Catholic priests being different than the Masonic. I think that's important element, but it re- relates to the same idea, you know, um, and the fact that the things that Kubrick did change are relevant. That we should uh, that we should pay it more attention to those things that were changed, and there is uh, there's a lot of information that we can glean from these types of changes these uh, continuity errors you know or whatever and um uh I guess I don't know thank you for having me yeah thanks for coming along
0: I think it, it's interesting the intro and the outro and the kind of more uh internal dialogue of trauma Bell is very different than I watch up and I right. think that that's what there are obvious similarities but you kind of I like the way that Schnitzer wrapped it up Kubrick kind of leaves you uh, empty and and depressed when it's all over. Like, doesn't he always? Well, yeah, in all those
1: movies, back. like it's always like just an empty, depressed. Thing. The atheist. He's an atheist. Yeah, <laughs>
0: worldview. No meaning. It's all about sex.
1: Yeah, it sucks. And but that's it, just
0: the way it is. And he was really smart. That's we are. There's no higher ideals, but he had
1: a great. He was a great artist, man. He's He's a great,
0: great, great artist. artist. That's for sure. Uh, where can people find your podcast?
1: Uh, yes, uh, Wake the Dead is my podcast, and you can find it at pretty much all of the audio podcast players. And you can also find, I'll put video form of my shows and whatever shows that I work with, like with you uh, and with others that I do. I'll put all the videos on Ditch uh, Shoot, Odyssey, or Rumble, sometimes YouTube, very rarely YouTube because they're such... You know, censorious bastards. Uh, if they're but, even
0: doing it, it's really the government. But, yes, uh, yeah, right. you're right.
1: It's, well, it's <laughs> and my
0: administration an and another tyrannical totally. hellscape administration. Yeah. Anyone?
1: Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then,
0: if people want to reach out to you, how can they do that?
1: Oh, you can find my email uh, and all my links and um, everything at onegreatworknetwork.com dot com slash sean hyphen mccann and um that i have a t-shirt store there and some uh great designs that i've created over the years and there's a donate button if you choose to donate to my work i've got more things that i'm doing but it's slow going because i work full job like i work in a factory and i i don't have time to dedicate everything but uh you know, every little bit helps, and I very much thank anybody that chooses to donate.
0: Yeah, even listening to Sean's show helps. I mean, you can yes. get people to listen, share his links, social yes, media, sure. stuff like that. You, yeah, that. Like you, said, sh-
1: yeah. you told me today that my show is within the top 2% of all podcasts in the world. I'm like, wow, thanks. Yeah, so I, didn't, I didn't
0: know that. It's <laughs> so, no. not me compiling, those it, listen notes. Right? I found them to be pretty on point. Like, I can tell just looking at podcasts
1: where people are. but. That's uh great. Yeah, I'm, so congratulations. I'm, thank you. I'm just so proud to be part of the conversation. I like to be able to talk with you about these ideas. And I, you know, it just it's it's great for me to be to be able to add my my thoughts to Excellent. the great conversation well, that everybody's having.
0: Thanks for sharing. Again, Sean McCann, Wake the Dead. And the title of today's show was From Trauma Bell to Eyes Wide Shut, investigating the influence of Arthur Schnitzler on Kubrick's masterpiece. Thanks so much for your time.